Okay, so very first thing, time is of the essence for this. Okay. So I want to give you the best opportunity to succeed. Okay. So we're going to the very end of the podcast now for next week. Okay. Next week. Yeah. You have a challenge that you need to accomplish. You have a, so I have a challenge that I need to accomplish before next week or before the end of the before podcast? Before the end of the episode. Okay. So you're playing so that you don't have to watch what you already know that it is. Fucking clown. So you love... Fuck me. You love those three letters, E-L-I. Yeah. So, that's what you're playing to lose. Do you know what you're playing to win? Am I going to find out? If you, if it will motivate you. Do you want to be motivated to win? Sure. Or do you feel motivated enough by not wanting to do Eli Roth? You know what? Like, he can't hurt me anymore. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I don't think... So you don't need any more motivation, or do you uh, go for it? What's what's what am I in it to win it? Pendulette. Okay. You've got Eli Roth versus Pendulette. Okay. You lose and you get Eli Roth. Okay. You win and you get Pendulette. Did he turn sock into a movie? Who I know you love. You love yeah. P- Pendulette, right? I love Pendulette. Okay, so uh, we'll start off with just a warm up mm-hmm. to figure out what this is. Okay. Okay. So you're going to... Rubber baby buggy bumpers. Rubber baby buggy bumpers. Rubber baby buggy bumpers. I don't know what that reference is. It's a warm-up exercise for your mouth. Mm, okay. So uh, I'm going to give this to you. You're going to feel it. You're going to guess what it is. You're going to open it, and then I'll let you try it, and then we'll talk more, okay? So eyes closed. You didn't say that this was candy. Oh, sorry. This is... You mastered chocolate, so we're moving from chocolate. Oh, Okay. So this he's is got a, a bag. bag. Uh, are you sure this isn't chocolate? It feels clumpy. It's not chocolate. Oh, I know exactly what this is. What is it? This is these are circus peanuts. Oh, well, don't open your eyes. Let me open it. You're not gonna be able to open it like that. I got scissors. I got here. You're not gonna be able to do that, bro. You just broke it all over. And it smells like circus peanuts. Okay. Smells glorious. Mm, circus peanuts. All right. Do you, so you like circus peanuts? I like circus peanuts. Cool. Here's your challenge. Uh huh. You have the length of the podcast to finish that bag, and then you get to watch the Pendulette oh. movie. Really? That's a lot of fucking circus peanuts. But it wouldn't you? be if it was easy. It wouldn't be a challenge. So I thought, I was, I thought like you would randomly interrupt the podcast and be like, "What's this candy?" No, 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 no. That's why I said I'm, I want to maximize the amount of time that you have here. So. One circus peanut That's is a ch- lot of sugar. Yeah. Is this, okay. I'm going to read the... <laughs> there are approximately 48 circus peanuts in this bag. Okay. <laughs> Four circus peanuts mm-hmm. is 140 calories, 35 grams of carbohydrates in four. <laughs> when I opened it... Seven exploded out. <laughs> that was just the overage. So that's why it's a challenge. So you got however long you can stretch this podcast. Well, this could be an eight-hour podcast too. You just got to keep it coming, and you can. So stretch, that's that's the challenge. That's the challenge. So throughout the the podcast, you're going to hear Justin munching, uh, and we're going to see if he can make it through. Luckily, it's not crunchy. Uh, that's true. So I can yes. just kind of back off from the mic. Yes. Um. So. You realize eating on mic is the absolute worst thing for a show, right? 
I don't think we can go downhill anymore. That's true. So, <laughs> and it's not like that's the first time. You came in here with chicken nuggets before. Yeah, but that was like, I don't know. That was, that was a bit. Yeah. <laughs> that's what, what do you think this is? I just shoved way too much food into my face. <laughs> you shoved was, food like, in to complain run, to me I for I had to me. run errands. So then at the end of the errands, go get food, bring it home, eat it as fast as I can. I was even late getting here. Yeah. So. I ate yeah. way too much. Yeah. Of yeah. A big sub. You're playing against Eli Roth for Penn Gillette. So keep keep going. We'll, we'll do an update and tally throughout the podcast to let us know how we're doing here. Are you, are you sorting them here? Are you there keeping are track of them? 12 servings. Oh, okay. So I'm sorting them into servings. Oh, okay. Good. Good. Um, well, how was your week? <laughs> As I pop one in my mouth. Um, good. Um, so, I've been doing uh, the contracting thing, which, like, I've never done before. I've never been a contractor. Some people swear by it. Uh, I've always just, you know, been a full-time employee. And I'm less than three weeks into this, mm-hmm. and two separate people have come up to me and, like, been like hey you should apply for this vacancy i think you'd be really good at it so you do that you know you'd be like a full-time employee so yeah apparently they want me on for full-time there that's exciting i didn't realize you weren't full-time it's just a thing i wonder how big of a like as a contractor i don't get paid time off or vacation um anything like that so having that would be nice yeah it's good um, but I don't know if I'll make nearly as much money. That's the problem. Do you, are you, I was going to ask about insurance and start getting into real stuff, but that's definitely not a, like, let's get into Justin's, uh, I'm a, I'm a W2 employee of a contracting agency <laughs> and then they pay the contracting agency mm-hmm. the contracting agency pays me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why don't you pull out your tax returns and we'll just go through those line by line okay. too. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, eat eat it, Donald Trump. <laughs> I brought mine on the air. Choking on drinking beer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I've we we've talked before. Like I've made a big decision, like not to try to care about things. But that motherfucker makes it hard to try to ignore shit. Yeah, doesn't he? Yeah, like I'm fucking seeing kids in cages. Doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. Like when you're getting lectured by like Padma Lakshmi. You you have a problem, you you have done something wrong. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, I, I had a wonderful idea. Like I was like, I'm gonna make billions of dollars with that this idea. Mm-hmm. I was like a blue hat that says "Make America Sane Again," and then I Googled it, and a million people have already had that idea. Good job. And I was so disappointed in myself. So, it's not gonna happen. It wouldn't sell well around here either, anyway. Well, I, the internet exists. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> forgot. You forgot about that? Yeah. Um, yeah, uneventful week for me. Back to work. I went to uh, a mode today, which was awesome. Then my uh, sibling, had his mower has bro- had broken, mm-hmm. so I mowed his. I was like, God damn it, I'm already done two of these. So I texted my sister, so I went and mowed her fucking grass, and then I came and I pulled everything out of my weed garden that I've been bitching about. Yeah. The roll away dump, uh, the roll away trash cans provided by the city or not the city, but the trash place. Yeah. I filled an entire one of those. Nice. Not one an exaggeration. Serving, one serving down. 
Your bookings are up pretty good. Your bookings are pretty good. I'm proud of you. I'm going to get diabetes. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to get charged with something here, like attempted murder if you have. Like <laughs> Just start going into a diabetic seizure? Yeah. <laughs> like you get a leg taken off and I get charged for like aggravated assault? Yeah. At the very least, negligent assault, if that's a thing. I'm not a minor, so can't be that bad. Um, speaking of minors, so I need, in all seriousness, mm-hmm. I need you to either talk me out of doing this foster care thing or like make me feel better about it because I feel like we're pushing forward with it, but I'm kind of scared to death. I think it's okay to be scared to death. But do you have legitimate apprehensions? Uh, I mean, my apprehensions are I don't want to feel terrible. Like, and I, that probably makes me feel selfish or that sounds selfish. Right, so like you get a shitty kid or you get a kid you really like and then he or she has to leave. Is that? Um, I don't, I'm not necessarily worried about getting a shitty kid because they all need help. Yeah. I'm more worried about, I get a kid and I hear about his or her situation and then have to send him or her back to that situation. Mm-hmm. Like I'm scared for the emotional toll that it will take on me. Does that make sense? That makes total sense. That's you what I'm scared. That's what I'm scared. Oh, good. Season two. <laughs> so that's what I'm scared about. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that a reason not to do it? Is that a legitimate concern? Is that, I think is that's that, totally legitimate concern. And, but is that a reason not to do it, or is that a normal, Anything healthy you capacity? Want can be a reason not to do it. Yeah, but any any fear or apprehension that you have can be overcome if you really want to do it. Well, I meant, I meant, is that like they, I'm sure they have tons of people that come in that they say something and they're like that we don't want the individual that's doing it for this reason mm-hmm. or has this fear, right? So if they had somebody come in that was like, I'm really worried that I'm going to try to bang the 16 year old girl that I'm foster caring, they're not going to, that's, they're not going to put them in that position, right? So you can't put her in that position. (laughs) But my point is, is like, is that a red flag? Like, are there, are there these things that. Are you worried that you will want to fuck your child? No, not that. No, 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 (laughs) no. I'm saying. I'm sure that there are things that they hear that people that say certain things are going to red flag them that this doesn't work out when people have these concerns, right? If somebody walks in and their first question is how much money do I get for this kid? There's obviously different motivations for doing it, right? Right. So I don't know. Is that I think you as long as you can I feel like you've already made the assessment we have enough room in our house and our home in our budget and everything for this kid. Now you just have to real you just you have to figure out uh, if you have enough room in your heart and you're willing to you know get your heart broken cuz that's sometimes what it is. No, that's it. I, and that's what I like. I'm anticipating, and like it sucks, but I feel like that's way more selfish if I wouldn't do it for that reason. Or you could get a kid that is 
amazing and it had come from a really bad situation and you could go on and adopt them. And I don't want another kid. They become Fuck a big that. part of your life. Yeah, I don't want that. Fuck that kid. I don't want to keep him. <laughs> I'm joking. I feel like I'm j- no, I know. I'm joking. I, to a degree. Like, we feel like we're done, but at the same time, it's like, it feels selfish not to try to do something. So, so what is the impetus for this then? What do you mean? For me? If, for me, I mean, what? It's obviously a group decision. I don't want you to spill about your marriage or whatever any more than you're comfortable with. But, like, if you're done it too, why foster? I feel like I don't do anything good. I don't mean I do anything bad. I just broke part of my pen and I'm really sad now. I love this pen. The little pushy part fell out. Don't look for it. I can't help it. <laughs> I was just pushing the microwave. Justin yelled at me because I really, like, I really want to look for this piece of pen right now. <laughs> Can you talk about something for a minute? <laughs> yeah, you should really watch season two of This Is Us. Um, God damn it. He gets fuck. a foster kid and she's in a real bad situation. And then, spoilers, she has to go back and he feels real Found bad. it. Good job. I feel complete now. Um, I am complete. So, in all seriousness, like, I feel like, you know, we might give a little bit of money to chew, but I don't feel like we do. I I feel like I have, I'm in a position that I could do something for someone, mm-hmm. and I... I... I don't feel like... Part of me says that, like, that's not a good enough reason. What, what is a good reason? I, Because you have enough room in your heart for another kid? I mean, it is, yes. But that's what I'm saying. Like, to to that means, like, so, so that it's not like that's the only thing that I could do, right? So it's yeah. like we could, I want to do something good. What could we do? Mm-hmm. We could move to Africa and help people there. I could get my doctorate and go, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. So it's like knowing you want to do that, what are the means to get to that, right? It'd be like looking for a job. You know you like computers. You don't want to build them. You don't want to program them. I want to repair them. Yeah. It it sounds to me like you just, like you have, you're comfortable and you have some white guilt or something. Or, you know, some, some liberal guilt. And... That seem that seems like a really weird reason to want to get a foster kid. I don't think a guilt is the case. You just said like I don't feel like I'm doing enough. Okay, I guess it might be the definition of guilt. But I don't know. The great thing about the foster kid thing too is if we get it done, we don't like it, we can be done. <laughs> I don't think it quite works like that. <laughs> oh, I think it totally does. You can stop being a foster parent. Uh, I, I think it's very it's it's not a full contract, but. I think if we're just like, this kid sucks, not a moss, por favor, then they'll just they'll be like, no, that's, you're stuck with him. No, I'm not saying. For a bit. No, 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 no. I'm not saying I want to get rid of that kid. I'm saying after we're done with that kid, we just wouldn't take more on. Yeah. I don't know. And then my wife saw this thing. My pen's not going back together. Like, it's, I've been working at it for a while. Set it down. And that little piece. Forget fell. about it. We take it farther enough away from me. I do the same thing with my wife. I feel like I'm eating a bag of chips, and I'm like, I'm done with these. Take them away so I don't keep eating them. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, so she saw this thing about, like, 
adopting or, or fostering terminally ill children. So you know that you're going to bring them in. And, to, and then I'm like, don't put this on me yet. Like, at least let me get through a healthy kid before you start. Don't start me with a black diamond. You know, let <laughs> me go down the bunny hill one or two times. God, like, yeah. That's, oh. So, yeah. So I think that's going to keep moving forward. So maybe that'll be. And then I start to get uh, like prejudice against myself right like i'm like fuck what are they gonna think when they walk in and they see all this horror shit and like this tattooed dude and i have to give them more credit you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like it is 2018 but two uh excuse me two servings done oh two servings um one sixth of the way there yeah very good uh i thought you were correcting me like the year was wrong (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, the year was two. I, <laughs> I saw a license plate today. It was one of the paper license plates on the back of somebody's car. Yeah. May of 2013 is what it said. And it looked pristine. Holy shit. So my only assumption is is that he bought it and then set it in a garage. I sure didn't say May of 2018 and like Positive. the ink ran out. Positive. I mean, because think about who would make... Think about how you'd have to write that eight in order for... I just saw t- today somebody write an S... And then, like, a slash. And that was their eight. An S? Oh, I can see that. They, like, full-on did an S. Mm-hmm. And then just stopped. a solid diagonal line. Like, top to bottom, stop, top to bottom, slash. I kind of like that. It looked weird. I was like, S, sl- money? What the? F- oh, it's an eight. <laughs> there was a guy that we went to elementary school with. And he, you moved in fourth grade? Something like that? Yeah, we met in fourth grade, yeah. Uh, so this dude showed up in second grade, and when he showed up, he wrote, like, these fancy-ass letters, like, almost cursive, uh, but it was, like, calligraphy-style shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the other chubby kid that we grew up with in elementary school. Okay. Uh, M. It was Michael. Okay, yeah, M. Uh, and... He, he seems like a, a bit of a fancy person. He wrote super fancy letters, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, the teacher, like, everybody stop fucking trying to write like this, kid. I know it's cool. <laughs> Just write like this. Y'all bitches are in second grade. You can barely write an L. Stop trying to look at him because he would, like, write an L and then have, like, a swoop on the end and stuff. Uh, and I definitely tried to mimic that for a while. Mm-hmm. It didn't work. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we can move on from the foster thing, but uh, just like you're going to, yeah, ah. exactly. Eh, I don't have enough guilt. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, dive into our movies. Sure. Return of the Living Dead. Yes. Synopsis. Uh, so, Night of the Living Dead, which in this universe is a movie, mm-hmm. was based on a true story. Yes. And it turns out. That they shipped the zombies, they packed the zombies up and shipped them off to the wrong location. That's the the backstory. Mm-hmm. Our uh, group of protagonists or whatever go down. I love that uh, I just heard you swallow a circus peanut. <laughs> That's our, group of pro- our group of protagonists. <laughs> That's why it's not good for radio. Uh they go down to the basement, they find one, uh, and uh, it 
lets out some sort of gas, and the the dead rise. Good. Uh, before you go into overall thoughts, um, you see when you were asking, saying like it's a sequel to it, and I was like, I don't know, maybe. Like it's got this weird trajectory. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Overall thoughts. Uh, the right kind of campy. I thought it started off a little slow, but once I got going, it was going. This Good. is a classic. This is up there with Night of the Living Dead. This is up there with Fright Night. Um, this is a staple of the genre, and yeah. it deserves to be. Yeah, but they seem to be zombies that I've like never seen before. Um, that might be true, but the legacy of this movie is it's the reason for the brains you watch cartoons now and they talk about zombies eating brains Mm -hmm. that's this movie that did that um so before that in night of the living dead they just ate people this is what puts the emphasis on the brians (laughs) did you do emphasis wrong no i did on purpose oh okay uh, I stole I, that. I thought you, then you went with Brian's. Yeah. No, I stole. I stole that. There was a trailer. I never saw the movie. It was yeah. a Michael Myers trailer. Yeah. It is uh, up in the air. And I never saw the movie because it looked fucking horrible. It is fucking horrible. Marianne loves it, and she made me watch it at one point. I've never seen it, but I do know Michael Myers at one point is like a steward or yeah. something. He and, has a glass eye, and he says, "I'm sorry, I put the em- wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable." I put the emphasis on the wrong syllable. Yeah. And I thought that was fucking hilarious, and I've yeah. stolen it since then from that shitty trailer yeah. for the shitty I movie. I saw that like two years ago, and but I quoted that trailer all the time. Yeah. The other one that I quote is still never seen this movie. It was a Dana. Carney. I've got one too. Oh shit! Is it Turtle Turtle? Yeah. No, it's not Turtle Turtle. Because that's the one I do. For me, it's, am I not turtley enough for the Turtle Club? <laughs> we have the same one, though. What the fuck? You started, I, we started talking about this. I was like, oh, I've got another one. And then you went, you said Dana Carvey. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> what are the odds that we've got the same one? Oh, my God. I feel a little cheated, it's though. The same that two you, movies, st- though. you stole them from me. Yeah. Well, no, at least for this podcast. I mean, oh, yeah. you stole. I was like, that's cool. I'll let him talk first because I've got one waiting in the wings. No, he stole it. <laughs> uh, and I never bothered to watch that movie because oh, I'm, no, sure yes, I'm sure it's fucking terrible. Yes, I'm sure it's fucking terrible. I'm sure it's awful also. Um, but I don't know how I could have sat, sat on, <laughs> am I not turtly enough for the Turtle Club for 15 years and still hold that joke dear while knowing that the rest is shit. My stomach hurts. <laughs> you still got a little ways to go, bro. I'm just about to be a quarter of the way done. You can do it. It's eating my insides. You can do it. Okay, so we start off uh, with um, with a new guy working at Unita Medica Supply, right? I don't remember the name of it. It's Unita. Okay. Unita Medical Supply. Um, <clears throat> and... Uh, he's there and he is starting to learn the ropes, right? So they're walking him around. They're showing him where they keep the half dogs, where they keep the human skeletons. This is where you get your, your cadavers, split dogs. Uh, did I not say split dogs? You said half dogs. I'm sorry. I apologize. Um, is it not a half a dog? It is a half a dog. It's called a split dog. Hmm. What do you call them? Okay. 
Um, very rare. So, did you notice their their like inventory system at all at the beginning of this movie? No. So they, they he's walking him around. He's teaching. He's teaching him about how to do the job, and he's like, "All right, so we got an order for two AFPTs." Now that's okay. A. What do you think that stands for? Uh, that stands for adult. F stands for female. PT is perfect teeth. Two adult females, perfect teeth. That's AFPT. And I'm like, how complicated is their inventory? Well, he said one is M and one is F because it was a male and a female. Oh, okay. So maybe one AMFT? AMPT? I don't know. I just remember the letters M and F. Okay. Anyway, so it's definitely AFPT is adult female perfect teeth. Three. Excuse me? Three. Oh, yeah. You said the two letters. <laughs> no. Three. Three servings. I'm going to do that every time. <laughs> I'm going to do it every time. Well, you just said, like, I just remember those two letters. Then you said three. I and said two letters. You said four. I know. Why would three. I say three? That's my question. That's what I'm trying to ask you. Uh, don't drink water. That's what I learned from the hot dog guy. They dip drink. dip those in the water. <laughs> They're not buns. <laughs> uh, anyway, how complicated is Unita's inventory system that they have AFPT? What if they needed someone with a broken leg and perfect teeth? Does it just keep going? I think that would be a special order. At that AFPT, point. you don't perfect teeth isn't a special order. No, because he says, do you notice all the skeletons have perfect teeth? They come. They all come from India, due to some uh, international treaty. There's they some all truth come to from that. India, and they all have perfect teeth. Have you ever met someone who died with uh, all the chompers in their mouth? I think that they have body farms, skeleton farms. Mm-hmm. Uh, <coughs> there's still like a degree of truth to that. Like most of the stuff that comes in is from India, okay. like the actual like real life and skeletons. It comes from India. There are a lot of Indians. Um, I think in there, obviously a lot looser with their laws on those 1. things. 1.2 billion or something. I looked into like uh, body farms and like uh, like just being buried in the dirt and stuff. That's really hard to do. Like they really want you in a box. Oh, yeah. Like I went to the like length of, like that feels very much more like I'm not a tree hugger guy. But the idea of just like being in a box and just like stewing in your like you ever had like a piece of fruit just sitting in a plastic baggie in the back of the fridge or something and it just turns to goo. That's what I feel like is happens to you when you're inside of a box. That's exactly what happens to you, but here's the thing. Most caskets are sealed with a gasket. Which means all your gases and stuff build up until the casket explodes. Or if you're just buried in like a pine box have that problem yeah um but even the pine box thing is hard because it's still in pine box boys that was the name of the band i was trying to think about earlier yeah when you said more brains i don't really like them that much i like them Hmm. um but they're also inside of the vault which doesn't still doesn't do anything because there's still like no dirt can get to you or anything Mm -hmm. so you're still just inside of a concrete box what why are you inside of a concrete box all that's most of them 
you put a coffin inside of you don't put the coffin straight in the ground you put it into a vault hmm. which is a concrete box like that's just the thing everywhere didn't know that most I mean, that's places like groundwater thing I'm sure it is, but but there are places where you can just get like put in a burlap sack and dropped in the ground. Like well, that feels much more organic to me and real. Like that's you can get what, turned into a diamond. That's what should happen to your body. You should well, get turned into a diamond. Is like you go into the ground, right? And I looked into this, and I even looked into like there's like a body farm for like the University of Tennessee or something where you can donate your body there. And they'll just like stick you in a barrel or something to see how you decompose. Yeah. That feels like more natural to me. Like I looked into that, but it's super expensive not to uh, donate your body because that doesn't cost anything. But you have to like get you there and they don't pay for any transportation or anything. Yeah. And it's not like you can just throw your loved one in the back of an SUV and go Little Miss Sunshine on them. Why not? That's legal. Just get a hearse. I always wanted a hearse. I like how you leaned into the mic to sniff. Those were real good. Here I am eating on mic. I was like right into the mic. You leaned away to do something and it went back into the mic to sniff. It's real good. It's professional. What, episode 77? Yep. We got it We've down. Done this a few times. <laughs> okay. So, uh, do you want to be buried? I don't care. No? Like, yeah, I don't care. Whatever my family wants to do, as long as it's not religious, I don't care. Okay. Um, so so th- this is a sort of a medical establishment, right? This is re- medically related uh, supply house. Mm-hmm. They have prosthetics, wheelchairs, mm-hmm. cadavers. You would think that there would be people, hospitals coming to visit or whatever. Like, hey, I would need to talk to you about my billing, my order or whatever. But Maybe. but yet they treat this office like it's uh, a mechanic or something. Like there's n- pictures of nude women on the walls. That seems slave driver and blah blah blah. That seems very weird to me. So what the, what Justin's talking about is that there's like this eye Bert chart. There's a slave driver and a son of a. And then I couldn't read anymore. Yep, uh, and it's like an eye chart that somebody mm-hmm. wrote out. That doesn't seem like the most professional working environment. Like, I felt like if I was going to be buying my cadavers from somewhere, I wanted a little bit more sterile and uh, professional. Yeah. You're buying cadavers. You're getting that up to some shit. <laughs> it's fine. I don't think they store cadavers like that either. No, it was on like a meat rack. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I literally said that to the TV. Like, why isn't he on a slab? Not only is it hanging like a piece of meat, but it's clamping its temples. Like if there's yeah. anywhere that you would want to preserve it, you think it'd be the head? But oh. no, the weight of the corpse would totally just, it's now just a head with a body on the floor. <laughs> uh, so I guess that needed that shot of dangling legs. Yeah. So I guess our biggest problem with this is it's not scientifically accurate. Yep. Yeah. Okay. It. Good. Um, so... Jim the warehouse Ca- is next to Resurrection Cemetery. Yes, it is. Um, get it? And and uh, so James Karen, I got it. So James Karen ends up uh, telling Tom, it's Tom's last name. Thumb? No. Fuck. He's in Friday the 13th Part 6. Thomas. I haven't seen that one. Okay. Anyway, I'm going to call him Tom. That's not his character in the movie. And that's his first name in real life. Um, 
So he ends up telling him the story that you repeated at the beginning of the episode, mm-hmm. uh, which is, this is a real thing. Uh, we've got him in the basement. Do you want to check him out? I know the other character's name was Freddy. Freddy. You're not. I feel nodding. like I'm high You're on n- sugar. <laughs> you just nodded for like 10 seconds into the microphone. Mm-hmm. I, I said Freddy, expecting you to keep going with your joke, and you just nodded, which in and of itself was, was a joke. No joke. His name was Freddy. Yeah. It's, just, it's a fun fact. Okay. No, that's who I am talking about. Freddy is Tom. That's who I'm talking about. Oh, I thought you were talking about the, the other guy's, guy. The other guy's James Karen. Right. Uh, who is not Bert and not Freddie? Correct. James Karen. Sure. James Karen. Uh, and he goes downstairs and he shows them these containers with the zombies from Night of the Living Dead. And like a monster, he cleans off the top of the glass. Did you notice this? Mm-hmm. Nothing pisses me off more than when I see this. So he takes his Windex and sprays it. <laughs> yeah. And then he has a roll of paper towels. You think, you know, you could just pull a couple of those babies off, wipe that shit clean. Yes. But no, he lays the entire roll of paper towels on its side and then wipes, effectively ruining the entire roll of paper towels because mm-hmm. it seeps through eight layers yeah. on half of the roll. Mm-hmm. What? This is man as a monster. This is when we know that he is going to be up to some evil shit. Yeah. Because he uses his paper towels in such a manner. We know that he is not good with cylindrical objects. <laughs> also, four. Uh, that is how my f- my son's clean. That's a good point. Like I've, I'd be like, dude, you pissed on the floor again. Go clean it up. So they take the entire roll of fucking toilet paper and rub it on the toilet seat. Why would they rub it on the toilet seat if they pissed on the floor? <laughs> That's why they're See? dumb. That's why they're dumb. <laughs> I feel like- Maybe you should figure out your own kids before you bring a foster kid. <laughs> They're going to take clips from this as I'm like, this kid's a dumbass. I think this kid's gay. <laughs> First off, this kid's a dumbass. That's a terrible thing to say. I think this kid's gay. That's not a terrible thing no, to say. No, but it is if it's just like accusatory. Like, I have nothing to back that up. I don't know. Uh, it's not bad because being gay isn't bad. No, but I'm... Ugh, fuck you. I'm making light of I it. I think this kid's life left-handed. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. It's just like left-handedness. Some so will force him to be different. So that's true. So they... Uh, what if he's left-handed and gay? Mm, then he's going to be fabulous. <laughs> you did that with your right hand. It should have worked better with that one. But this hand is... This arm is resting comfortably <laughs> on the table. The only part of that joke was that it should have been your left hand. No. It was my circus peanut hand. <laughs> you do sound high. Well, I feel like I'm drunk or something. I've never been high. I've never been drunk. But this is probably what it feels like at least some low level. Okay. Uh, so he... He hits the side of it, right? He's like, you can't destroy these. And he hits it, and the gas escapes. And they get knocked out. And this is when shit starts happening. The music kicks in, and Mm -hmm. we follow the smoke up the pipe Mm -hmm. and into the cadaver room. Yes. Because, you know, you always have vents that go straight from the basement into your refrigerated clean room. Well, you got to keep it, uh, you know, unclean. 
you don't want yeah. those cadavers in any sort of a sanitary environment. No, of course not. Um, That's why you put plastic on them to keep the juices in. Yes, exactly. That that doesn't have a bottom. The plastic doesn't even have a bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just drip down. Yeah. So uh, our cadaver starts shaking and jiving, hanging from his head. The jiving well. The dogs, the half split dogs, which might be a quarter of a dog. It was a half dog. No, but if I said half split. Oh, yeah. Maybe a quarter of a dog? Maybe. I'd have to go back to Unita's inventory system. Mm-hmm. Um, those come alive. You've got you've got butterflies flapping their wings. Yeah, that was cool. That was a uh, nice touch. I like that. Yes, because they didn't draw attention to it. It was right. just happening. It's just happening on the, side of the, cam- on the yep. side of the camera that you're not supposed to be looking at. But it's like, hey, fuck these pinned up butterflies. Uh, come alive. Yeah. Uh, so our cadaver runs out, and they're like, I know what to you, do. You forgot the point where they're like, I hear a dog. <laughs> and he's like, well, what the fuck's going on? And the dog is on the floor, and it's like, <laughs> and like, it's stuck on a stick, and it's trying to like, run around or something. Yep. just like a dog. And then they realize that it's half of a dog, and he <laughs> tries to kill it with a broom. <laughs> and it's like, yelping. <laughs> like, <laughs> Um, so our cadaver runs out, it's yellow cadaver, and they're like, I know what to do. We've seen the movie. We know how to deal with these things. Mm-hmm. We need to hit him in the brain. Destroy the brain. Very clear, very easy. So they take a fucking axe and ram it through the back of his head, which works perfectly and does the trick, right? Perfectly. Except that it doesn't. No. And it's wonderful because they're like, what the fuck? It was supposed to work like that in the movie. Yeah, it's like, it worked like that in the movie. And he's like, wait, the movie lied? <laughs> Which is wonderful because this movie starts off with every name in this is correct. This is real. Yeah. There are no names that are fraudulent. This is 100% real. Also around this time, uh, a rowdy street gang yes. of Freddy's friends mm-hmm. have arrived two and a half hours early to pick him up from work. Yeah. I do love this because they're seriously like fucking Freddy telling us exactly when he's going to get off and we're here super early. What are we going to do? Yeah. Uh, Let's hang on to cemetery. Yes. Which I'm kind of glad they did mm-hmm. because we get to see Linnea quickly. Is that her name? That's her name. It's yeah. the same chick from uh, from Night of the Demons that shoved the thing in her boobie. Oh, okay. And from the remake that bent over as an old lady. Yeah. It's her. Okay. That's what she did in the 80s, which just got topless in every movie. And bottomless in this one. <laughs> and bottomless, yeah. Um, so they decide they're going to cut off this cadaver's head. Mm-hmm. Um, which I made you watch a clip. There's an amazing two-hour documentary called More Brains. We watched a clip. My favorite part is that they show you the failed version of this headless cadaver. And how did it look the first draft that I showed you? You know those... Um when you're like, I have to do dishes, but I don't want to get icky water all over me. Mm-hmm. And you buy the kitchen gloves. How they're always just like these yellow rubber kitchen gloves. Yep. It was like somebody had cut up a bunch of those and pasted <laughs> them together. And just, obviously it was a dude sitting there with a bunch of yellow rubber on his head. Mm-hmm. It was absurd. With eye and mouth holes. <laughs> in the neck. And the dude was like, this is good. This is what we got. That's my favorite moment of and that then, documentary. Yeah, then they cut to the guy who made it, and he's like, I didn't think it was great. 
usually you don't see a documentary where they're that it's it's usually more one-sided in that like they're just not going to acknowledge that if they've got that guy in there mm-hmm. or it's just going to be totally blasting him and this mo- documentary is really interesting is because they're like he is a nice guy but that really sucked and then the guy was like yeah i didn't do great um so you you grew up on wrestling with me um my absolute favorite WWE documentary is called The Self-Destruction of the Ultimate Warrior. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, at a time when they hated him and, you know, he for going to WCW and just being a complete jag-off and everything. They absolutely hated him. So Vince made this documentary and it's just a bunch of people fucking ragging on him for 90 minutes. And it is amazing. That sounds awesome. It's a story of how... Uh, Andre the Giant, uh, he, he, you know, because they would have a match, you know, like lead, uh, like a big pay-per-view, but they would go on the road and, and work out that match for like three, four, six months before the actual event. So, you know, Andre the Giant, you know, they kept doing the match. And the Ultimate Warrior, um, one of the things that Andre liked to do was, you know, he sends his guy into the ropes, he swings, they duck under, go into the other rope swing uh duck under go into the other rope and then he would like shoulder tackle him and knock him down and that was like the big moment andre's a big slow guy so he Andre, uh, the ultimate warrior just kept fucking running as fast as he could and he like wouldn't have enough time to turn around to do the, the <laughs> swing so he was like one night it just went out there Hold on, I'm still kind of relishing the idea. If the Ultimate Warrior is fast enough, he's going back and forth in the time it takes Andre to turn around. Yeah. That's awesome, actually. Faster than it takes him to turn around. (laughs) And Andre the Giant is pissed. So That's a dude you don't want to piss off, man. So, you know, the next night, after doing this over and over again, Andre had enough. And uh, here comes the Ultimate Warrior bouncing off the ropes as fast as he can, and Andre the Giant just stuck out his fist. And knocked him out cold. <laughs> and you know what? The next night, he went off the ropes real gentle. Like. Oh, that's an awesome story. Yeah, I but I kind of feel bad because I feel like if you're around, even any job, you work at uh, Cracker Barrel and are a waitress mm-hmm. and do that for an entire career, you could probably come up with 90 minutes of people telling shitty stories about you. Oh, yeah. But, you know, he was in WWE for what? Six years, maybe? I don't know. Wasn't that long. He don't rose pretty fast and fell pretty yeah. hard. Don't know. Um, where are we at right now? So they. Five. <laughs> I know what you're talking about now. Five. Almost halfway there. You're almost to the 50% mark, man. <laughs> I'm getting proud. No, you're looking at this the wrong way. I'm getting proud of you. I'm impressed. You're doing really good. I'm dying. No, you're doing really good. If you if you keep going, you'll probably be to the fifty percent mark and about fifty percent of the way through the podcast. So you're doing a really good job. He's taking a drink right now. I need insulin. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, we uh, cadaver. Uh, they're hanging out in the cemetery, right? And we've got our group of people. We've got Brian Peck, who's your stereotypical punk. You've got John Shepard, who's dressed like a nerd. You got Jewel Shepard, um, who's like your hot punk rock chick. Um, you've got Suicide. Like brother and sister, or husband and wife. Who? What? You called them both. Their last name was both Shepard. Uh, 
I screwed up one of them. Jules Shepard and John something. <laughs> okay. They banged on set, though. That's talk about right. that. Uh, anyway, regardless, you got this punk kids, uh, including Suicide. Who, Suicide. Who's the best, obviously. He's great. Uh, he passed away like five or ten years after the making of this movie. Mm. I don't know how. Okay. What's his name? <laughs> it's like, uh, do you know the song from the 80s, She Blinded Me With Science? Yeah. Um, have you ever seen that video? No. On the video, there is a guy on <clears throat> top of a building who, like, looks like, you know, he's going to jump or something. And, like, a year and a half later, he jumped off the building. Oh. Yeah, this guy got cancer and died. Oh, okay. <laughs> Set you up there. Uh, anyway, so he's, like, the most... What's his sign? The <laughs> Sagittarius. <laughs> so it fits. There was... <laughs> he's got his head shaved in funky designs he's got chains hanging out by his wallet he's got chains going from his nose to his ear no it was going it was going from his ear to like his lip or something, oh okay i think uh and he is awesome yeah and he's got chains like around him yes my favorite part is he's like this fucking sucks and then she's all like uh naked and grinding up against him and he's like what get off of me they think I just do this like for fun. Like this is my life. This is a way. This, this, uh, th- this, this isn't just a look. This is a way of life. Yes. <laughs> Great. Uh, which I kind of love this group of people. Like yeah. they are all absurd caricatures. Um, but just like you said, like if, if I feel like it's lighting in a bottle when they can, because this could have movie could have been shit mm-hmm. very easily. Yeah. Like even Linnea Quigley, like her performance is not good. She's like, she gives the performance uh, as an actress that Sasha Gray gives as a porn star, which is just like, she is so not in the room when it's happening and she's in her mind. Uh, I don't remember if I've eaten three or if I just didn't grab four. I don't know. Sadness. <laughs> do you want me to, do you want to start over? You want me to grab a new bag? I feel like I have cavities now. <laughs> um. But, it, like, her performance is so dry when she's just, she's, like, uh, she's, like, giving the, like, you've been working at a strip club for 20 years, mm-hmm. and, like, you really know how to dance, but your heart's not in it, and it hasn't been for years. <laughs> That's the performance she gives at, uh, on top of the, the Yeah, it is. But, even, but, like, every time she talks, it's just, so, like, so passive and dry, and she's, but it, but it, for some reason it works with that character that like that's all she does is she knows that she's the body that people look at and she's like randomly like she always like accidentally leaves pieces of clothing behind <laughs> and I I know some of them were intentional for the movie but I feel like one or two were genuine accidents <laughs> like the continuity person was like you can't put a top on right now you didn't you left it in the last scene like she she would. Uh, when they run away from, uh, like the first time, I don't remember. So I don't remember if it because it hadn't started raining yet, or it was just starting to rain and they were going. They were running out of the rain. Yes, she like goes to grab some piece of yes. clothing mm-hmm. and runs off, and it like gets caught on a weed or something. Yeah, and she, and like she runs d- back to get it, and, and she then turns around and the leaves. Director screamed, "Go!" or something. <laughs> yeah, because she just turns back around. And yes. Runs. Um, 
Yeah, which is a great, a great scene. In the, the, the what's happening here is, um, they've called Bert, who is the owner of Unita, uh, and they've decided what to do. They've chopped up this cadaver. And we have, they have to dispose them of some way because it's still moving. Arms are li- moving, legs are moving. Let's go across the street. Uh, there's a mortician named Ernie. So you got Bert and Ernie. Uh, I didn't notice that. Six, by the way. Uh, six servings. Done? Or you're starting six? I'm pretty sure I'm done six. I don't know if I grabbed four that last time. I think I did. But I ate those first three really quickly. Or I'm having memory loss <laughs> as a side effect from the sugar. Uh, so they said, too, that uh, the writer of it didn't, or the director, didn't know until like they were cutting it that he realized that he created Bert. He put Bert and Ernie together. That's good. Uh, so that's even better. So you got Bert and Ernie. And they convince him. What movie did Bert and Ernie first show up in? Where are the Sesame Street characters named after? Uh, it's something classic. Like mm-hmm. Great Gatsby. The Great. No. That was a book. <laughs> I got nothing. It's Which, a Wonderful Life. Hmm. I've never seen It's a Wonderful Life. What? I mean, of course you haven't, but what? <laughs> um. Yeah. You had a weird childhood. I don't think I did. I think you did. I was watching People Under the Stairs, bro. You had People Under the Stairs? It's a movie called People Under the I, Stairs. I got it. Okay. I can't tell. Um, nom, nom. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So they could decide they're going to burn them, right? They're going to put them in the burning machine for bodies. Crematorium. Uh, and this is cool because it goes up in the air and it falls down in like the most acidic acid rain ever. And that's why they're running to get into the car. Mm-hmm. Um, seeps into the ground. And that's when we get our zombie horde coming up. I love that when they get into the car, like she's like still naked, but she's like trying to grab clothing off of people to like dry her tits off with. Yeah. It's funny. Um, and this also throughout the you really, really see it in the cemetery scene when the teens are hanging out and then you see it throughout the rest of the movie. This was obviously on set a billion degrees because everybody is so fucking sweaty the entire movie. You know what we forgot to mention? Hmm. Miguel Nunez Jr. Miguel Nunez Jr. Yeah. He was Joanna Man. Yeah. He was in the Leprechaun 4. He was in Friday the 13th Part 4. I haven't watched that yet. Spoilers. We've only watched it through four. I don't think he is in part five. I think I might have just been racist right there. (laughs) You're thinking of some other Blatino person? Which I don't know if that's a word that exists, but it should. (laughs) Uh, The KKK listeners are like, yeah, he said Blatino, finally. What would you do if you found out like we had a huge demographic of like KKK members, like the segment of KKK of 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 racist horror fans Mm -hmm. that listen to podcasts? We were like their go to one. Like, you know how Amazon does like the micro segments? I feel like we were in the first 50 or so episodes. We went back and forth between being funny, fake racist and trying to solve racism as a concept. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. That'd be weird. Yeah. So, you know how you quote random uh, trailers? Mm-hmm. I 
have random jokes from commercials about stand-up comedy reality TV shows. Mm-hmm. And my favorite joke in my brain from that is uh, there's this woman. No, it's a guy. Or a woman. <laughs> One or two. Is it pertinent oh. to the joke? Nope. It's a person. It's a person. <laughs> okay. And that person says, um, I'm, you know, my mother is Korean uh, and my father is white. So you put us together, I'm Caucasian. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. That's good. Uh, so we've got our zombie hordes coming, right? And now this, this is. should ca- be a video podcast. <laughs> You don't look good. It's going to be breaking out into sweat soon. Um, so, so we I'm get taking forty eight for the team. <laughs> so, uh, the zombie hordes start showing up. Uh, we lose suicide quickly. We lose scuzz quickly. How do we lose suicide? How do we lose suicide? You don't remember? I don't remember. <laughs> the like melty guy. Oh, from- Tarman. Tar man. Yes. So he he's the one that was great. in the barrel. He looks so good, doesn't he? He looks amazing. And he talks. And I'm like, what the fuck? Zombies don't talk. They go, brains. That's the most they talk. And he's just like, brains, live brains. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting that they, they kind of talk. But then, like, she hides in the... Uh, little locker there and he just sidles he just looks at it it's like i know how to solve this problem and walks over to the like tow cable and puts it on there and pulls off the door and i'm like these these zombies can think and talk and reason what the fuck are they they're zombies bro zombie can't do that you you keep making these you had you had the same reaction to steak land Shut up. obviously they can <laughs> okay, so Scuzz gets uh, his brain eaten by Tarman, uh, who you agreed looked phenomenal. Scuzz gets his head bitten off as well, uh, and we get the herd coming in. Uh, Bru- uh, Bert and Ernie and James Karen are attacked as well. Um, people start dying. The zombies look great. We end up with uh, a half zombie woman laying on a slab, and they start like interrogating her. Mm-hmm. Um, and what does she explain to us? Uh, dying hurts. Being dead hurts. Yeah, because they can feel themselves rot. Mm-hmm. Which Ralph taught us that dying tickles. So who's <laughs> who's right? I don't get that. Who's Ralph? From The Simpsons. I didn't get it. Uh, it's from a Trios 4 episode, and he's in the electric chair. And he goes, dying tickles. Nice. Uh, do you remember the book... Uh, why do mosquitoes buzz in your ears? Nope. I know I know why the cage bird sings. Uh, so I remember vaguely having that read to me in elementary school, and it showed up on like the list of things for the summer reading program for my kids. Okay. So I got it from the library today, and I sat down to read it to them. And on page two, it's like, uh, and then the monkey fell out of the tree and landed on the owl's nest and killed one of the baby owls. Cool. And I was like, fuck no. So I just kept making up words the rest of the time and i didn't read the rest of the book because i was just making up things to try to make the picture Mm -hmm. it looks to me not having read the book just on the pictures 
some violent fucking shit is happening in this jungle. Like there's like a snake that looks like it's trying to attack something. Like there's this monkey that's carrying around this dead owl. Like she gets fucked up in this book. And I couldn't read it to my child. This is the child whose favorite movie is the one with the like shit zombie. The shit zombie Nazi. Yeah. Yoga hosers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> couldn't do it. Um, <laughs> you're giving your children weird childhoods I don't know why it's really weird that you can, that he can watch like Nazis come out of somebody's butt but you can't read him that a monkey fell on an owl and killed it and so he carried it around feeling guilty uh, yeah I don't think he was feeling guilty bro you didn't see these pictures I didn't read it so you don't know that he wasn't <laughs> Uh, anyway. I don't want to eat anymore. <laughs> How bad do you not want to watch Clown? <laughs> <laughs> You're doing good. You're over halfway, bro. Seven. You're, that's w- over halfway. You've hit the tipping point. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're doing good. <laughs> My body is rejecting it. <laughs> He's got his head tipped back now to allow it to flow down his throat easier. <laughs> okay. So, um, J- Freddie and James Karen start to look like shit at this point, And we realize that they are not in good shape. Paramedics show and assess them. And they realize they're technically dead. They don't have any pulse. They don't have a heartbeat. Uh, I don't know if they're breathing. Maybe they're breathing. Their bodies are room temperature. Their bodies are room temperature. They're obviously not in good shape. Um, help me out here with Can the I key points. Can I talk about room temperature? Talk to me. Because I feel terrible. So I'm going to talk about something good. The show Community. <laughs> I didn't. I liked this movie. That's fine. Do you, have you ever watched the show Community? Uh, like very briefly. And then I saw Chevy Chase and I was like, Bleh. Uh yeah, apparently he was a nightmare to work with. I think he. I think that's pretty much the cons- He's the ultimate warrior of, <laughs> yeah, of comedy. So, uh, Childish Gambino. I can't remember his name right now. Uh, Troy on the show. Uh, they the point of it's they they are at a community college, and so he gets recruited into the HVAC, you know, uh, heating, ventilation, and air conditioning school which is apparently the top hvac school in the world and the dean of the school is john goodman and uh i just got more interested in this show than i've ever been like (laughs) joel McHale wasn't enough for me to put up with chevy chase john goodman might be yeah uh so uh part of him trying to woo him into the school is uh he's like we're gonna we're gonna show you something that very few people have experienced this is the room and he like does a bunch of high security stuff the door opens and uh he's like do you feel that he's like no i feel like nothing just like i'm melting into the room he's like you never heard the term room temperature this is the room and i thought that that was fucking hilarious and you don't I don't. I was just thinking about wanting my pen back to try to fix it for a while. <laughs> it's still funny. To you better me. count out a new serving there, Justin. You've had a break. I don't know that I want to. Mm. 
conceding? Clown is looking. You're conceding. Them. I haven't. I is the podcast over? <laughs> Do you want to end the podcast now? Just I'm trying to motivate. Okay. Uh, what what are the key points here to to go over? Because I feel like yeah, they're, I don't want to rotting. I, it hurts and like apparently live brains are like it, uh, zombie opiates. Yes, it makes the pain go away mm-hmm. briefly. Um, they end up getting some of the paramedics, and this is a gr- this is a famous line from the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the zombies ends up getting to the car or to the radio, and he just he radios and says, "Send more paramedics," because mm-hmm. they can eat them. Yeah, and they can talk apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, which you have a problem with apparently. I didn't say I had a problem with it. It's just different. Yeah. <laughs> staring contest um okay uh the most horrific part of this for me is when james karen knows that he's turning he's dead and he's turning into a zombie yeah and he puts himself into the flames they foreshadowed it earlier it's horrific yeah they foreshadowed it because when they were in there he was like i bet you i could operate that thing it's no big deal he does it's horrific it's not horrific. It's heroic in a way. Oh, I like that he me. takes off his wedding ring and sets it aside. Yeah, it's horrific for me in that, like I've talked to you before about having fear of being burned or whatever. Yeah, like that saw death. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it freaks the shit out of me, man. Like I just heard about like fucking Afghanistan. Like they had like a somebody captured and they had a cage and they threw gas on him on the fire inside the cage and i was like fucking terrorists here it's gonna get controversial already i don't like terrorists what you're gonna need another water maybe it's only halfway done um it's this week is the 17th speaking of terrorists it's the 17th anniversary of timothy mcveigh getting fried in our state what what in the butt what what are we supposed to whoop now i don't know how to feel about that you don't like terrorists i think you should know exactly how to feel about that and that is conflicted because you're (laughs) anti-death penalty i think (laughs) exactly you said that and i was like i don't think i do know exactly how to feel about that um my stomach hurts um so boy me stomach uh it's also from the simpsons i'm just gonna keep referencing things okay keep going because my brain doesn't work you give me oh you remember that link that you put you found in the show notes and you're like oh this is obviously yes. where i put my link instead of rose points what was that that was a link to an eight second clip of the simpsons where he goes <laughs> flammable means inflammable <laughs> what a country okay i w- i was funny because i wondered what that was that i deleted and replaced something with <laughs> so go back like seven episodes and find it the uxia the dagon Layer of the White Worm. Layer of the White Worm episode. Yep. And that should now be in the show notes. <laughs> and you'll get to hear a better version of Dr. Nick say exactly what I just said. Like, there's a pain in the left side of my stomach. <laughs> um, what, about the, what do you feel about the music? The music is an amazing combination of, like, punk from the day that, like, perfectly times it for me like this is definitely an 80s movie in the best way possible and i think the soundtrack mirrors that exactly 
I really liked the music, but sometimes it was like, okay, so when they burn up the the cadaver that's like moving around, mm-hmm. really chopped up, the yellow man, like shit goes up into the air and fucking 80s music kicks in so hard. And I was like, oh shit, a Michael Jackson video is about to kick off. And then it starts raining and then they just run out of the rain. Like it doesn't pop off for another like half hour. That disappointed me. Uh, so I was like ready. Like, oh, this music gets me ready for the movie to fucking start. Yeah. Zombies. Let's fucking do this. And it, I had to wait another 20. I just had to stare at Quigley's boobs so, for 20 more minutes. That sounds horrible. That'd be a good name for a band. Quigley's, Quigley's boobs. boobs. That, is, that, that probably exists, honestly. <laughs> like, There's a lot of people that grew up with her breasts as being the focal point of their masturbatory habits. Um. So you reference Michael Jackson in this movie. In the sequel, there's like a zombie dance scene and there's a zombie Michael Jackson dancing. That works. Yeah. It's Brian Peck. It's the it's Scuzz. You're like throwing things. Yeah. You talk about something. I'm going to talk about uh, the skeleton. So one of the first zombies, I think it is the first zombie to actually pop out of the graveyard is Skeleton. And if you read the tombstone, he'd been dead since like 1860 something or something like that. And he pops out and he's just a skeleton except for muscles that hold his mandible so he that he can <laughs> chomp, chomp, chomp and perfect eyes. They do look fantastic. Yeah. So obviously. But the eyes are like, the, they're just goo. Taking away. They just melt. Okay. Take away the reality of the situation it looks pretty fucking awesome right it does look awesome yes um oh i got you too i don't know why i put one over here for me i feel like the ratio of water consumption is going to need to increase as you get closer to the bottom of that bag there's like a circus peanut like iceberg (laughs) you should just eat it like an apple dude eat those chunks like an apple don't don't count them I thought, what it sounds like. I was trying to figure out what you were doing because he took the boom, the the mic, on the the boom, and not the boom. Is it a boom? It's not a boom. It's an arm. It's a, yeah, I'd call it an arm. Uh, and dropped it down like it was gonna talk, like you were gonna hear something from them. Just eat it like an apple, dude. Oh, you missed out on that opportunity. This is the, this was the crab apple. This is the apple. Okay. <laughs> uh. What what are the other points? Because I don't think we need to go through and talk about how each person dies or or anything. Because basically, what you're getting is a shamblers. They run. It's a shitload of fucking awesome looking zombies eating people, which is all you want ultimately in an '80s zombie movie. And it ends with fucking they nuke everything. Yep, and it's pretty ominous. The general, there's a general, and he seems like a real treat to be married to, (laughs) and he's. Justin is like air humping right now. What are I'm, you doing? I'm He's leaned back. I'm He's leaned back. The sugar is coursing me. through my body, so I am moving my legs back and forth to burn some of it off. It looks a lot like air humping from here. Well, that's just my fat rippling <laughs> and like chaotically slapping against each other. And canceling out some waves uh, and enlarging others. I, I know. I've been messing with the. Uh, the system over here because the audio thing because i can hear it yeah yeah i uh i've always wanted to make skits like sketches like start like a 
sketch show on YouTube or something. I think you did one of those ever. Yeah, I made one episode. Yes. And a trailer for said episode. <laughs> Which you can still find on YouTube.com slash Yosoiju. Y-O-S-O-Y-J-U. I remember that. I remember what it's it called. called Confessions it called? of a Gravy Drinker. Uh, that was one of the, the name of one of the skits. Oh, dang it. was it. called Yosoiju, the show. Mm. Uh, Bill Ingvall makes a guest appearance on the first episode. Oh. Yeah. Was he just in town or what? Well, just watch the episode. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I always wanted to uh, have like a, a sketch that's like a documentary about a porn folly artist. And so like it would just be me like slapping my fat and like <laughs> lubing up my finger and like fucking my belly button I to like make that. like sloshing sounds. That sounds funny. I feel like we should delete this and, and put that up. That, I, that's w- good. I would totally film that. I have some of it like written in my head. I like that idea. Yeah. If you want to help me write it, make it a reality. I'm down. We'll do it. Just need to find like a really nice house to film it in. Yeah, that's that would be a key thing. Yeah. You're right. Um, I like that. Good. I'm sorry. I'm thinking about that now instead of the podcast. <laughs> oh, we have a project we're doing right now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so they nuke everything and everybody's dead. Yes. Um, and then the end, the end of the, the movie is Skeleton Guy coming up again. And then just the first act of the movie played in clips over the credits. Yeah, every time I watch this movie, every time I watch this movie, I think that it's going to be uh, uh, the bloopers real or something. Mm-hmm. And it's not. No. It's just the first part of the movie. Like, oh, I remember that line. Let's see how he fucked up the next line. No, that's just the next line. Yeah. It, it took me like three or four times and i think every time i watch this movie i have that same feeling like i'm like all right this what is going on that didn't i didn't see what's funny there nothing is funny i can go ahead and turn it off now could be worse it could be meet the spartans i don't know that so you remember like scary movies? oh i know what that movie? is but i don't so um i rented it from netflix and it says runtime 88 minutes do you rent something from netflix back this is back when you had like discs. oh okay 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 i would call that renting it from netflix maybe I would say borrowed. So it said on the sleeve, it said 88 minutes. On the disc, it said 88 minutes. So when we're at about 66 minutes and the credits roll, I was like, what the fuck? No, they just put 22 minutes of bloopers between the credits, like over the credits and after the credits to pad it to 88 minutes. Did you ask for your, did you ask for your money back? You shouldn't have, because you were dumb enough to ask to watch that movie. I kind of like those movies. Oh, I think we've talked about that. That should be your secret shame, man. Don't admit that to people. <laughs> it's my secret public shame. Oh, God, don't do that. Um, do you see why this is a classic? Yeah, I liked it. Good. Marianne did not. Really? Uh, so, so she hates fun? I think this is like, because usually we either really like the one we watch them together, we either both really like them or really dislike them kind of within a margin of error. Sure, you know? yeah. I feel like this is the widest, like, on this movie and then especially on the next movie um, that we've ever really? kind of been apart. Hmm. Weird. Um, so 
we very peripherally talked about something that has caused uh, has become a little bit of a debate uh, here and uh, wanted to bring it back up again. So we talked about the Brian Keene uh, burn GoFundMe, right? He's counting circus peanuts right now. He's trying to see That's how That's 12. There are like 15 servings in here. You got lucky, dude. <laughs> it's not like I got a 21st McNugget. <laughs> this is a curse, not a blessing. Uh, so the Brian Keene uh, GoFundMe has sparked a minor, contra- I don't want to say minor, I don't know, the degree of controversy. Third degree. Touche. Touche. <laughs> Maybe too soon. Um, of controversy in that uh, people are, are you giving up? I'm done. Once I counted them and that I literally wasn't even halfway done, I was done. Oh, it just happened. Gave up, threw in the towel. Congratulations, listener. You get to watch more Eli Roth movies. <laughs> he thinks he's punishing me, but no, he's actually punishing you. Nope. Nope. This, you failed them. You let them down. Sorry, I didn't want diabetes. <laughs> I have way too much energy and really have to piss. You want to go take a break? No, I'm good. Okay. Um, I'll just wiggle more. <laughs> so, uh, he's been getting people have been coming out against this concept of the GoFundMe um, when other people started announcing how much money he makes. Um, so he's made upwards in some years of $60,000 and most months makes approximately $2,000 through writing. Okay. What are your thoughts on that? That's like no money. That's like no money. Especially I agree. because he gets absolutely no benefits. A hundred percent. And plus, like, well, you know, thanks to Trump, he pays lower taxes, but still, he gets yes. no paid time off and no. Yes. So basically, insurance. I'm doubling down on this, uh, and as as most people in the community are, is telling the people that are giving crap about it, uh, kind of go fuck yourself. Um, in things that I didn't bring up during this, go fund somebody's dream honeymoon. The, this the, that I didn't bring up uh, when I talked about it last week that I will now is that just a couple months ago, Brian did a uh, podcast telethon where he did a 24 hour telethon uh, live at a hotel and he raised $20,000 on his own through this podcast to donate to Scares the Care. So he himself personally got $20,000 for a charity. Mm hmm. Um, and the other thing I was going to, if you don't, if you're not into just giving people, uh, money, he referenced that he, uh, everybody that he currently works with that his books are licensed through is very good about getting him his royalties quickly. So if you've been on the fence about buying a book from that, he wrote Brian, a Brook, <laughs> Brian Keen. uh, now's That's the, now's the time to do it. Go buy a buy Brian, bye bye. Yeah. Buy it new. Um, buy it new. Uh, or download it for a Kindle version or something. So that was it. I feel like I uh, wanted to bring that up again. So I put the GoFundMe in the show notes last week. Oh, that's awesome. I might do it again this week. Cool. Well, we did talk about it. Glad to see that you read them. I actually did, but I was trying to go back and forth there. And now this is my fourth. <laughs> what? Back to you. The fourth. Back and forth. Oh, back and forth. Uh, catch up, man. 
I, I heard F-O-U-R-T-H. I, this ain't fucking the Queen's English. Wow. Where we put all these U's and shit. <laughs> I like it better when it's I send you. Colors. I like it better when I send you home on sugar. <laughs> then, then she can deal with you. Um, uh, so my wife... My wife, <laughs> he's going to, like, literally on the way home, he's going to pass out yeah, and crash. crash. Um, so she's got a friend who, who like us, is in her mid-30s. And she said that uh, she got a text from her recently. Let me preface this by saying I give my wife a lot of shit because you, you think about, like, guys getting together, right? So we, we play poker. We, we hang out down in the basement. We get, I mean, we do it on the podcast, right? Most of the time, what do we end up talking about? We bitch about our girlfriends, our wives, our kids, right? Money. We just work. hang out and talk about work and shit like that, right? And in, I think the traditional female mentality of what they expect guys are doing is just like talking about banging bitches Boobs. and talking about how big these titties are. Boobs. And let me tell you what I did last night, right? And that's not it at all. However, Boobs. I have very much confirmed with my wife. That's basically her conversations with her friends. Is dicks. Is <laughs> balls. Um, anyway. Dicks so I, and balls. I love the way that that's worked out, right? But so she her friend. in a singular ball. She, she awoke to like messages from her friend or whatever and basically said her, her mid-30s friend went home with a dude, which she just doesn't do. Um and my reaction, I think, was the same as yours is probably going to be, which is like, good for her. Right? Um, and I th- love that, like, when you get to your 30s and have that, even for a female, it's like, good for you, instead of like, the traditional, what you would think of response would be in your teens or in high schools, like, what a slut. Right? Okay. You, that's not the traditional response that you would expect the average... 18-year-old male I, I they have? I think millennials are more and more sex positive. Okay. When we were in high school. Fag. <laughs> um, that was, I love the idea that the woman slept with a guy, so she's a fag. <laughs> Eli Roth wrote that line for me. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so she 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 said it turns out that she was the dude was twenty four that she went home with, right? And then again, it was like, oh, good for you, you nailed a younger dude. I really need you to wake up and be here with me right now. I'm crying from laughing when I said a three letter <laughs> horrible word. Uh, you you gonna make it? Did you wake it up? You need some you need some sugar to wake up. You should have some more. Wake me up before you go go. Okay. Anyway. Uh, so she ended up finding out that the dude is 21. So she thought that he was 24. And it turns out that he's 20. 21. Yes. It sounds like an episode of Sex in the City, which I've never watched, but it was like the 20th anniversary. You are acting week. drunk right now. And you were, he's flo- all like, we he, should watch Sex in the City. He's laying, like, I don't want to watch Sex in the City. He's laying down in the, the, the office chair, kind of flailing his arms to both sides. He just hit the wall with one. You are acting drunk right now. I have crashed. <laughs> and you are lucky that I'm still awake. Okay. Anyway, so here's here's 
the point of the story, okay? Is that she's kind of going through the sexual awakening or whatever, right? Uh, my wife and her and another friend are going out tomorrow. They're going to go to a concert, and then they are going to go see Tom. And I made sure that I sent uh, Tom Karosik the text yesterday to let him know uh, she's planning on going home with him. So he needs to make sure that he makes an appearance at my wife's table and talks to her after the show because my wife and I have coordinated those two who have never met to plan on hooking up tomorrow. So I'm looking forward to having Tom Karosik on to see if I was able to be his text wingman. Kiss and tell. I'm not even kiss and tell. Like, I don't want any details. I just want to know if, like, I was able to to make that happen. My brain isn't working enough to... I feel like this is good. I feel like this is good talk right now that I'm doing. (laughs) Okay, this is a reoccurring theme in this this podcast uh-huh. that you are like you're like russ the martyr host because you're like bloody 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 blah fuck you i'm trying <laughs> you're giving me nothing <laughs> i coughed i'm sorry bloody bloody okay fine all right battery synopsis uh a uh, two baseball players. You are drunk right now. Two That's like three players. times in a row that you've pounded your fist on the table. Two baseball players are trying to make it in after the zombie apocalypse or during the zombie apocalypse. I don't, is it after or during? Because no. they're still zombies. Yeah, no, I feel it like, it's, like during. it's still apocalyptic. Yeah, I mean, this is dev- it's definitely not during Where's the rise. Post-po- Where's post-apocalypse? Where's the post-zombie apocalypse? Is that when zombies are completely wiped out? Yeah, I just read... This is funny. I just read a comic book series written by Brian Keene called The Last Zombie. Okay. Uh, I just fit, read the whole thing in one day yesterday. See the last undead man? No, it's just called The Last Zombie. Like, because we read Why the Last Man. Yeah. I know. That would be the sequel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in Canada, it would be called Zed, the last undead man. So... Uh, you were drunk. This is crazy. This is what I just, said said would never happen is drunk Justin. You wanted it. It's coming <laughs> 23 episodes early. Um, and that's kind of what it is. It's like it starts off zombie apocalypse is happening two years later. And then they're like venturing out of their little cubbies to explore. They're like all the zombies are dead or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And there's like one that ends up being alive still. So that's. That's the only thing I got for you. That's cool. Is, is it from the perspective of the people or the zombie? The people. It's the the one of the persons is a zombie is turning into zombie and he knows it. Hmm. Um, so you've already said that between you and your girlfriend, one of you it sounds like really liked this movie and one of you hated this movie. Which one are you? I fucking loved this movie. I am so happy to hear that because I fucking love this movie too. Yeah. And I tried as hard as I could to set up to you that it was going to be awful because it's fucking incredible this i love is, it so much this is a movie that like is like i could fucking fuck i could do this yes uh six they made this for six thousand dollars they made this for six thousand dollars it's incredible fuck. they did he did an amazing job and like when you know it was made for six thousand dollars you can see it mm-hmm. while you're watching it you never see it no because he did he knew how much money he had, and he wrote the movie around that. Yeah. The same thing we talked about with Troll Hunter, right? You know that he had these pl- 
places. He obviously found the place with the big mural mm-hmm. before he wrote it in the script. Yeah. You know, he knew where he was going to do- go. He knew he what he had in front of him. Like, I feel like we talk a lot in this podcast about movies that, you know, they didn't have enough money, so half the movie takes place in the woods. Mm-hmm. This is a movie that three quarters of it takes place in the woods and you don't even fucking notice or care. No, not at all. Um, might as well talk about this now. So um, this movie is fantastic. Made it for $6,000. Um, the guy that stars in it, the bearded guy, it's Jeremy Gardner. Wrote and directed, wrote it. And directed it. I was so glad because... I thought he was really good, and Mickey was kind of shitty as an actor. And so I knew that it starred and was written and directed by the same guy, and I was like, oh, I fucking hope it's Beardy. Yes, it's Beardy. <laughs> um, but in, in subsequent podcasts and things, you know, he's been talking about how he, he made this movie for $6,000. You can go into Walmart and buy it, and he is washing dishes at a restaurant trying to come up with his next movie the money to do his next movie and i'm like some this fucking sucks like it's not all piracy part of its digital age blah 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 but i'm like this sucks that like this dude that's capable of doing that and he's the coolest guy when you listen to him talking about this and he's very much like i'm not a fucking genius i'm a douchebag that's washing dishes you can go make this movie too there's no reason that that i didn't do anything i'm not quentin tarantino but it's obviously he's fucking talented uh and dude can act. If nothing else, yeah. go fucking act in every movie. And fucking chrome-plated balls to... To show his balls? Because well, he does that, too. Yeah. Well, when, you, when you're packing heat downstairs, you know, it's a real... <laughs> it's a lot easier decision to make. <laughs> like, the shot... You, the camera's 100 feet away, and you're just like, that's his arm, not the third arm right there. Uh... But yeah, like to like uh, the like anti penultimate shot or whatever of the movie is you know when when Mickey ventures out of the vehicle, like that is a ten twelve minute take yeah of just like fuck like the the balls to do that yeah and it could be. It could be Ying Yang insane, honestly. Sure. It could be that. Like, if it was in less capable, as Ying Yang insane is, mm-hmm. where it's just, really, let's describe this. Nothing fucking happens at this 10-minute shot. No. But it's in, it's it's, fucking it's amazing. Intense. Yes, exactly. Because um, shit is happening that you can't see. Yes. And you don't know what's going to happen. Mm-mm. And you care about both of these guys. Right. And, like, this is... We're to the end uh, of the movie now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna talk about the movie. That's fine. I don't care where we are. Uh, go watch it. I don't. You, the plot doesn't need to be described to you because the the plot is it's the just, premise. Yeah, it's just zombies. Yeah, but it's just two fucking characters going through shit, and that's great. Um, but yeah, like remember when I talked about Turbo Kid and Stakeland? How they could have been better, and like the build up and release of tension just fucking was awful in those two movies mm-hmm. Stakeland especially because i thought it was a you know a, a better movie and it, it hinged more on that tension and it just killed itself uh with it by by not executing that like that is 10 minutes of a dude like throwing a baseball against a wall and smoking a cigarette mm-hmm. and 
like a whole lot of nothing and it's fucking tense. Yeah, it is. Um, and he, he's the person putting himself in that. Like when you talked about brass balls, Mm -hmm. he's not only making that decision, he has to be the one that does it. Yeah. And then he has to be able to step back enough and be like, is this good enough? Is this, so I flipped this because there's this is the art for the. Did you look at this? Yeah, that was it. There's obviously art that the director came up with, yeah. and then there's Walmart art that they made them put on there. It's very different. Yeah, because uh, I couldn't remember the name of the movie when I was doing the show notes, and um, you know we were doing the the game or whatever, or you know talking talking about the Return of the Living Dead, and I was like. So what's the name of the movie? What's the name of the movie? So the whole time, like, I'm listening to the show, making sure that, you know, there's no audio glitches or anything, and trying to remember the mo- name of the movie um, before it comes up. I'm just, like, searching, searching, searching for zombie movies. Like, I knew it was, like, 2012, 2013, something like that. But the art, like, that was the art that they kept showing. Mm-hmm. And the art you had on the outside was the Walmart art or whatever, and I couldn't find that anywhere. Yeah. So then when... I heard finally the battery, and I was like, "Oh, okay." I did see that, <laughs> but the art was completely different. Yep, uh, which is obviously very much like the Walmart is like the average person that's like, "Let me watch a zombie movie." Yeah. Oh, there's an ass of the zombie. Yes. Yeah. Um, how about that scene? The zombie ass scene. That's great. Isn't it wonderful? So, yeah. so the scene is is you. I, at first, I was like, "Oh," but then I was like, "No, that's fucking realistic. That's like, it's you're you're still a dude." It yeah. doesn't matter if the zombie apocalypse is happening. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and and his friends react. So, look, oh, first of all, I said it already. Watch the fucking movie. Yeah. Okay. Go watch the movie. It's a fantastic movie. It's a wonderful movie. So the so the dude is in a car. Zombie of a twenty year old girl shows up. Yeah. Wakes him up and he's like freaked out. He's scared. Yeah. Then he realizes she can't get to me. I'm in the car. Mm-hmm. She's not wearing a bra. Her boobs are pressed against the window. Mm-hmm. I've not seen another person, let alone another woman. Let me crank one out here while I'm looking at her boobs. Yeah. Uh, and he's probably close to climaxing. And his mm-hmm. friend comes up and shoots him and then just starts fucking laughing at yeah. him, which is exactly what you would do to exactly. your friend in that situation. Yes. And then he's like, you're cool. Finish up. I'll see you later. Yeah. Which is exactly what would happen. You would laugh. You would want him to complete. And then you would talk to him, make fun of him for the rest of your life. Yeah. <laughs> it was fantastic. Um, Jeremy Gardner's performance in this is phenomenal. A lot of the movie, he's by himself mm-hmm. or a good portion of it, or he's the centerpiece. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the talker. He's the one. He's the driving force behind these two. Yeah. Um, Mickey's performance is okay. I don't feel like he, it's nearly as strong. His biggest emotional performance, he nailed. All the rest of the emotion, he wasn't very good at. Yes, uh, he, he wasn't good at subtle emotion, but the fucking like balls to the wall emotion. He nailed that. Yes. Um, so much of this is just about these two. I remember listening to an interview with Jeremy Gardner, or the, a podcast or whatever, and he was saying, like, uh, you know, people ask him what his movie's about. And he really, what he really wants to say is, well, it's about these two guys who are on a team together, and one of them's kind of like an introvert, and the other one's a joke. Because it's about these two dudes. It's mm-hmm. not really about the zombies. Yeah. It's about these two dudes and how they work on, on their relationship and try to survive together. It's a road trip movie. Yeah. Um, and, and you're just following them along for the ride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, 
I can't say enough good things about it. Like, we don't need to go through the plot because the plot mm-hmm. doesn't really matter. No, it's just uh, about watching two dudes that, which is great because you find out, like, you assume that they were best friends yeah. at the beginning. You just assume that. And then yeah. you kind of find out, like, no, it's yeah. more like. They were just a battery. They're the two people that you end up with. They end up. They know each other, and they ended up together. Yeah, so they're, they're a pitcher and a catcher, so they have that relationship. Um, but that's it. Like they didn't particularly care. They didn't particularly like or dislike each other. They just are stuck together. Now. Yeah. Uh, there's so many little flourishes throughout it that I love too. Like at the very beginning, Mickey's scratching off lottery tickets. And he finds one that won a thousand bucks, and he pockets it. Yeah. And Ben's like, "Why the? F- why did you? I just- saw you do that." <laughs> I saw you do that. You know it doesn't mean anything, right? <laughs> I saw you pocket that. Um, like the the apple scene. Like I could just go yeah. through scene by scene and say that I loved everything. Yeah. Um, complaint. Yes. Do you have a complaint? Um, I don't think the zombies look great. They look, I mean, for what what it is, but that's not about the zombies. So I don't really care. It's the exact opposite of Return of the Living Dead. Yeah. Return of the Living Dead. I was like. This is stupid. These are wooden characters, but look how fucking cool Tarman looks. Yeah. This is the opposite of that, which is it's not about the zombies. Yeah. Um, trying to think of any other complaints I have. I felt like the zombies totally could have reached in at points and grabbed them yeah. through the window that was down. What do you got? I have a huge complaint. I really have to pee. Uh, I have a huge complaint, and it's not that I have to pee. Mm-hmm. Uh, the end of the movie. Okay. Uh, when he opens the door and credits hit, great ending and then they show that he got out i didn't need to see that he got out leave it ambiguous i liked it better as ambiguous i think either one of them are completely appropriate i don't feel like i don't feel like it got too big it's not this huge happy ending where he shows up and finds the other people and they welcomed him um i thought it was fine it's not a movie about hope and revenge and that's what it ends on I don't. I don't know. Um, yeah, the battery was my favorite movie of of that year that it was released. It says 2012, but I think it actually didn't come out till 2014 or 15. Mm. Favorite movie of that year. It's a six thousand dollar movie that's basically just has two dudes in it hanging yeah. out it's and hitting apples with bats. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you liked it, and I'm was so nervous when you said that you and Marianne had that big differentiation. I was like the fuck is he going to say bad about this? What was her problem with it? She just thought it was boring. Oh, you, yeah. you told her she was wrong, right? Yeah. You hit her for that, right? Oh, yeah. Next week? Next week. First movie. I think I know what it is. What is it? It's Eli Roth's Clown. What? They're as terrifying as you think. I don't think they're very terrifying, so. I thought I you thought didn't. for a second that said directed by John Waters, and I was like, this is a completely different movie. I, I thought you didn't like clowns. I don't no, I don't care about clowns. Did, is that why this was like this the big one because you thought I was afraid of clowns? I mean it helped, but mostly that it's got Eli Roth's name on it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't care about clowns. Whatever. So what are we gonna see in this? Uh he looks like John Wayne Gacy ish, but probably more like a monster than just a person. So I'm guessing it's probably like a zombie clown or something. I don't know. It's going to be shitty, I bet. What's a zombie clown? A clown that is dead. 
like not alive. Okay. It's probably some sort of monstrous clown. It's probably not just a dude. Okay. What about throwing in the Roth factor? Uh, they're going to say faggot a lot. <laughs> it's going to be a homophobic clown. A homophobic zombie clown. Just as from the master of terror, Eli Roth. Is this like Quentin Tarantino presents Hostile? It's got his name on it, bro. That's what I said. Okay. Second movie? Second movie. Oh, I've heard of this. Uh, the best horror comedy since Shaun of the Dead. Well, I will be the judge of that. Because I don't know if I've said it on this podcast, but I'll say it a million times if I have. Shaun of the Dead is a perfect movie. I don't like it. You don't like it? We've talked about this before. Ugh. We're watching that at some point. Uh, Slither. It's Slither. There's are like weird slug things. Uh, I forgot it was a comedy. Uh, but I've heard of it. I don't know really that much about it. But there's like a woman in a bathtub and there are a bunch of like slug creatures coming out of the bathtub. So cool. it's probably going to be gross, but I guess funny. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Do you know who directed it? Nope. A Mr. James Gunn directed Slither. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I think I did know that. So back, I feel like you, you said that like in the back of my brain. That I, went, I oh, assume okay. that's probably why you've heard of it. So, yeah. yeah. Which one are you going to like better, Clown or Slither, Justin? I'm going to guess Slither. Think so? Yeah. Okay. All right. Justin, you can take those circus peanuts home with you. Oh, thanks. What else you got for us? My stomach hurts. <laughs> 